I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And today we have a very special guest for our new episode of our favorite ghost stories, or should I say Robin's favorite ghost <laughs> stories. Woohoo! Yes, we have Robin here, and she is here with the Rainbow Connection. Um, Robin, can uh, you tell us a little bit about the Rainbow Connection? Rainbow Connection is Michigan's form of Make-A-Wish. So if you are in Michigan and you want to do a wish, I highly recommend Rainbow Connection. Yes. And so one of um, Robin's requests was she wanted to come to Savannah and experience the most haunted city on earth, at least how we like to refer to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything haunted, I should say. Exactly. Yeah. So you're like super paranormal fan. I love it. That's amazing. So uh, we wanted to bring Robin on today and talk about some of the various hauntings that you enjoy, various folklore and um, experiences that you've had. Um, Before we get into that, though, uh, we do want to thank a few new para junkies who have joined us. So let me go ahead and pull that up. (laughs) I should have done this beforehand, but (laughs) so new para junkies. We have Kalana Crab. Lexi, Alexis Heiss, Stephanie Lynn, and Alyssa Hill. Thank you guys so much for becoming para junkies. And if you want to become a para junkie, join us over on Patreon. We're currently live streaming this episode for them. So you get to see this. You get a bunch of exclusive content. You get to interact with us and see all the nonsense that we do on a daily basis that is paranormal based. So it's <laughs> super fun. You get to interact with other para junkies, which is really amazing. It <laughs> is. There is a very active community in the para junkie world. Um, as there should be. As there should be. The go people stick together and I like that <laughs> now um Robin so basically uh I kind of want to start it off with the fact that you had shared with me that you kind of have clairvoyant abilities yes and uh, as you know I also see yes. spirits so I'm very intrigued to hear about your experience <laughs> as well because I, I know it's so varying between people so what's kind of like your first experiencing a spirit well when I was little obviously but one that I remember very, like, a lot or whatever was when I first got diagnosed about a year ago, I told my dad to come watch Jeff Dunham, which is what was mine and my papa's favorite thing with papa, my papa and I, which is my dad's dad. He was like, my dad was like, papa, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, he's sitting right there on a, the heater. Because he was sitting on a heater in my room. Because my papa, he was this very scrawny, grumpy old man. <laughs> He's a retired Marine. Sure. Yeah. So he has the right away. Well, <laughs> he was like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, he's sitting right there. So my dad called my mom over. And I was like, apparently papa's in here with us. So, And then when I got my surgery in April... 
I was fully sedated and around the like surgery table or whatever, I had my eyes closed, obviously, but I saw Bella, which is who's there this was from or whatever, and Miss McCormick, who was my choir pianist, my grandma, who just passed away a month before, and then my papa all surrounding on the table with me. And then when I woke up, they were still surrounding the hospital bed. Wow. So. wow. I have chills. That literally yeah. <laughs> just like gave me goosies. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's so fascinating because it's um, you hear that a lot with people, mm-hmm. especially who are going into, you know, like surgeries that are yeah. very intense and um, people who are going through hardships where your loved ones suddenly surround mm-hmm. you. And it's so fascinating that you had so many people show up. That's so cool. The surgery, they took out my fourth rib and part of my fifth because that's where the main tumor was. Right. And so far, there's nothing still on this side, but we did, we do have like a small four four millimeter spot right here, but that's been stable at four, so. Well, that's good. Like tiny. (laughs) Well, that's good to hear. Yes. The, um, yeah, I mean, so do you think that they were kind of like there to just like watch over you or like what was the vibe that you were getting from them? I was getting like the protectants vibe. Like they were sitting there protecting me, making sure that I was okay. Right. My, I think it was my aunt or something that, or my aunt Rachel, my mom, one of my mom's best friends or my actual, my aunt Tracy, I don't remember, but she said that my grandma might've given her life to protect mine. Wow. Because my grandma passed away literally a month right before my surgery. Wow. So. I believe we had somebody write in a letter with a story very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Because that that type of bargain is not uncommon in stories. Yeah. You know, uh, where, you know, somebody who is further along in age and further along uh, in experience. My grandma, she was suffering from really bad COPD. Mm-hmm. and the last few months since pretty much the beginning of this year she was in and out when we took her home for one last night before the next day she was right back in she went into cardiac arrest because she was panicking so much because she she didn't want to die but she wanted she needed she felt like she she was scared sure. I yeah say. that's the best way to get right of course, of and course. with her once they intubated her and everything she was like get me out of this thing i'm ready whatever that next few days either the next day or the day after she passed at like 10 o'clock in the morning and i mean you know sometimes it is it is hard for people to grasp the fact that it's time to pass and move on um but it's fascinating that there's that feeling that she was there. She had an, another purpose. Yeah. Right. You know, um, and you see that a lot with family members. And I, I'm a big believer in soul families mm-hmm. of sorts um, because, you know, like my grandmother passed when I was very, very little. And she became, and I truly believe a lot of the purpose of that was because she was meant to become my guardian spirit she is like my main spirit guide and all that my mom's grandma my great grandma she passed away new year's eve 
of 2006 going into 2007, which was the year I was born. And her birthday is the same day as mine and my sister's. Whoa. So mom believes that she might be our guardian angel, plus obviously everybody else. So Exactly. Well, and you know, it's it's very, very likely that they're all just there Mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of make sure you're safe. And then my childhood dog, of course, his name's Chance. He had a tumor, like, right by his butt. (laughs) And it ended up being cancer. And he could barely walk anything. And at night, all you heard was the poor baby screaming in pain. So when we went and mom and dad went and put him down and we have his ashes at the house and we also my dad also has his dad's ashes like chance's dad harley um he <laughs> he tried to jump over a fence and the chain caught on the fence and he choked himself oh no yeah well we have his ashes too and then yeah I mean, well, and so like with dog spirits especially, too, I think that they, they stick around as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about that a couple times. I feel like I've heard my dog chants, especially at night, because he, he used to go and sleep in front of mine and my sister's doors. We used to share bedroom, a bedroom, mm-hmm. but now we have our own separate bedroom. So I feel like I hear like dogs going like this. I feel like it was him going from door to door trying to make sure that we're okay and safe because that's what he did. He slept right in front of our doors. He would never would sleep inside of our rooms. He'd either sleep in front of our doors or upstairs in mom and dad's room. Right. And well, and I, I've had a similar experience to that as well. Um, one of my dogs, when I was a kid Mm -hmm. passed away, we kept his ashes as well. And he used to do the same thing. You could hear, he was a big dog. Um, and so you could hear him slump against the door. Chance was a bull's mastiff. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, big boy. Or I think, yeah. Some type of mastiff, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, so the, um, but it, it was the same kind of feeling where it's like, oh, he's coming to lay in front of the door, you know. Um, and I think a lot of times dogs become so attached mm-hmm. to us and we become so attached to them. Of course, I they'll mean, come in and check. When Chance was my childhood dog, my dad raised that dog since he was born. He bottle fed him and everything. Oh, wow. So that dog I've known my whole life. He was there when I, he was like at the house when I was born and everything. So it's, that dog was my brother. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) two more dogs at home. Sassy, which we got like not even a month after we put Chance down. Because my dad goes, the kids need a dog. My mom <laughs> looked at him and said, no, you need a dog. So we got sassy. And then we stayed in that house for a little bit. Then we ended up moving to the house we're in now. And then with that one, we got in that one, like, I think about a year, maybe a year and a half to two years after we moved in, we got spaz. Now, we Spaz wasn't the dog we were supposed to get. We were supposed to get a totally different one. But mom and dad looked and saw Spaz pretty much half dead on the oh. fence. Well, we brought him home. He was spazzing out in the car. So mom and dad looked at each other and named him Spaz. <laughs> well, they got to the house. Spaz is about, I think, 15 or so weeks. Mm-hmm. So after we got him... 
he was eating and drinking fine. He was just throwing it up right after. Mm. Well, mom was like, okay, this is fine. Let's take him to the vet. Well, come to find out, his glucose was really low. Mm. So the vet suggested getting him, giving him some sugar water. So not even two weeks later, he's this huge <laughs> <laughs> furball that loves to play and everything. And he's six now. Oh, love that. Yeah, I I really hope. Uh, well, actually, I know Argyle, our silky mm-hmm. terrier. She's going to come back and haunt us for the rest <laughs> of our lives. Oh, I feel like he is, too. Yeah, I love that. He reminds me a lot of Chance, too. Mm-hmm. Chance, he used to, like, go and try and take he took like two liter bottles or even water bottles like any bottle and start chewing on it and spaz does that too he tears up a toy instantly interesting and i've heard of like stories where people believe that like the spirit of their past Mm -hmm. dog moves into another one and you're supposed to find that dog eventually that's how i feel like it is with spaz because that one drew, like, attention to my mom and dad. Because we were supposed to get one that looks exactly like him from, like, the same litter and everything. But we didn't. We got him. And I feel like that was something drawn into my parents. And, and that would make sense if they have an attachment to mm-hmm. Chance, you know, that he wouldn't try to find a, a new. Yeah. A and new- like I said, my dad raised that dog since he was this big. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. So... On a, on a different topic, um, so I do want to ask you, like you said that you're really into folklore and stuff. Yes. What's your favorite folklore story? I know that's a, probably a loaded question, but... I'd say, like I was telling you, the Wendigo mm-hmm. or the Banshee. Nice. Because I don't know why or how. I just got really into like that kind of stuff this uh, there's this youtuber i used to watch when i was younger named delightful shout out to her even though she probably (laughs) isn't watching this everybody like little kids might enjoy it she does like halloween episodes oh cool and one episode it was like i think her second one she did a wendigo then in like 2018 she did a banshee and it was pretty cool. She named the Wendigo Wendy. <laughs> and I don't remember what she named the Banshee, but... B- Bathsheba. Yeah. <laughs> Bathsheba the Betty, Banshee. Betty the Banshee. Bathsheba Betty the ba- is another folklore. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's a witch. It is. Witch. It is. And so what kind of drew you to the Wendigo? I mean, so you're from Michigan. Yes. Which uh, I, is yeah. not... It's with the dog man. That's the folklore. Yeah. And Claire. Yes. So, do you, that would be an area where Wendigos would kind of exist. So, is that maybe why, like, you feel more attached to it? I honestly don't know. It's just the fact that I, I just found interest in it, I guess you could say. Like, I don't know, like, the skeletal body that they seem to have and, like, the fur randomly placed everywhere crippled legs anything i don't know it's It's a very scary creation absolutely and it's supposed to represent the absolute corruption of a human being Mm -hmm. so you know you have that that interesting aspect of the fact that you know this is the result of doing something so heinous or so terrible i was telling madison the wendigo episode that you all you guys made is my favorite episode (laughs) 
So I love that. And that was a was that a from One to Wicked as well? I, I think so. Yeah. Which I'm I'm glad that you appreciate the from One to Wicked. So I don't <laughs> think they, get, <laughs> they don't get enough love. Um, the uh, well, and I love the Wendigo story too, just because it's so fascinating to think that there is like even scientific studies into right. it, um, because of the nature of the cannibalism that's associated with that story. Right. Because you know there are so many ways that it could have manifested, and now it's become this you know, whole, like, crazy, whimsical sort of lore, it's it's, it's just an insane story. So if you yeah. haven't watched the Wendigo episode, go watch that because... You should just go and watch all of them, to be honest. <laughs> thank well, you, Robin. <laughs> yes, thank you, uh, Robin. That sound bite will be going out uh, in all directions. <laughs> yes, every, um, every ad, it'll just be Robin's face. Go and watch all the episodes. <laughs> but... Yeah, and then with the Banshee, too, I think that's also a really interesting story because it's something that's stood the, the test of time, but also is so horrifying because there's so many folklore stories, and we start to realize this when we do from One to Wicked. So we're like, well, mm-hmm. like we just did the Kasha, which yeah. I don't know if you listened to that episode. I think so. Yeah. So Sounds th- familiar. Yeah, the Kasha <laughs> was a part of the Arhulaween series, and we're like, well, it's kind of just like a rodent or like a feral cat, like, yeah. you know. And so, like, maybe it's not that scary. But then you, like, look at things like the Banshee and you're like, no, that's horrifying. That's I don't ever want to encounter that. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I like the story behind the Banshee one. Exactly. You know, and it's, um, and I love the idea of like the scream is going to mean something, yeah. you know. The scream. Well, we talk me. about ghosts having jobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it, this ghost has a very specific job. Very. I mean, yeah. the Banshee is them finding their ex-love or like a love or whatever, being male or female. So go and lure you in by like their screams or whatever to make sure that for you going and making sure they're okay is with the banshee and stuff and with that one you or pretty much it's them luring you in being like i said male or female to be their new love because it's a like the groom or something i don't remember quite ran away because and she turned into that Right, the wailing. And yes. it's interesting because uh, in that uh, evolution of storytelling, 
because you know uh, anyone who hears the banshee cry is destined to die. Yes, mm-hmm. is, is the kind of, and that's know, why it's learning you and be like, like you're a lover and which and then it die you die on the in the long run plays into sirens. Yes, mm-hmm. which, and and we and and, and every I love the culture fo- the thing has, for sirens yeah, too. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, uh, all of these. You want to hear a theory about the Little Mermaid? Let's hear. Yes. It. <laughs> all right. So, one of the theories for the Little Mermaid is that Ariel isn't actually a mermaid; she's actually a siren because she has her siren call. That's right. And mm. she learned, and a sailor, and brought him back to life just to love him. Interesting. And I that actually fits perfectly with the exactly. with the overall uh-huh. story even right. even even because uh, mermaids and sirens oftentimes are yes. you know uh, interchangeable interchangeable in, in but certain But mermaids cultures and stuff. if you go realistically aren't the beautiful pretty ones. It's no. sirens. <laughs> it's true. No. Because they're luring them in and getting them to love them. Well, yeah, and that's just it. Uh that's how the the transposition yes. of sirens and um, uh, mermaids came about was yep. because uh, sailors oftentimes going stir crazy on the boat mm-hmm. would be looking over the the sides of the the water and seeing figures and shapes in the water and being like it's a beautiful woman it's, like, it's a manatee calm down which are beautiful i don't know what your beautiful yes. woman exactly is but uh it's some type of mythical animal, I it's, guess. Uh, oh, no. Some it's, type it's of manatee-looking thing. beautiful. <laughs> Manatees are my favorite animals, so they're, y'all they're be adorable. nice to them. They're, animals they're absolutely adorable. Oh, love that. But, you know. My favorite mythical animal is uh, a unicorn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Bellas. Oh, I love it. Unicorns are, are fabulous as well, yes. which are so fascinating, too. And they can come in all different types of colors. You can get dark. You can get light. You can get middle. We love that. We love a, you know, a, a wide variety of yes. unicorns. <laughs> All the hues. Yeah. And unicorns, too, are just a a beautiful kind of, um, yes. Yes, JT. I was going to ask, um, I thought that, I raised my hand when I seen the unicorn thing. Um, what's your favorite uh, Ooh, so far. Yeah. I like the hag one. Oh, oh if yeah. you haven't heard, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I it, liked the hag one quite a bit. Okay. And then uh, I know a lot about like the yellow fever outbreaks, not even just here, but because of history, my history class and stuff. I know quite a bit of them. Um, so I'd say probably the hag because that one's pretty funny. Yes. And um, if you didn't hear JT's question, um, he was basically asking, what's your favorite Savannah ghost story you've heard so far? I completely agree with you. The hag is I horrifying. I like the Pirate House one, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the actors, he he played the guy that went and drunk to that, like made him drunk and then put him in the rum cellar. Oh. Yes. And I actually got to meet him like in person without all the makeup and stuff. And he was pretty cool. Oh, so. yeah. That's awesome. All of the actors are cool. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, so we don't um, do the, the Pirate's House at our show, but um, there's the a couple. The Old Savannah Tours Yeah, does. Old Savannah Tours does bring on characters yes. throughout the city, which is really interesting. And if you go through Old Savannah Tours, you get to go into the rum cellar, and they're the only one that does that. That's right. Which is so cool. I mean, and the Pirate's House is just such a fun story. I mean, who the doesn't? food's good, too. It yeah. is. I mean, who doesn't love sweet tea fried chicken? Like, no, that's, that's right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's such a fun story, not for the people who went through it, but for us, it's a fun story. Right. Because who doesn't love a pirate dragging a drunken uh, man the old down? Shanghai. They eat drunken, too. Yes. And, well, and that's the thing. And I just love the the imagery of the them throwing a man into a hidden wall compartment yeah. and mm-hmm. him scratching and they find the scratch marks after a period of time like that's i mean that's why they put the bells on the people's fingers mm-hmm. but from what we were what we heard when we went on to like that uh grave tour or whatever oh ghosts and gravestones no okay we not went that to one. ghost or grave encounters but oh grave encounters we okay the, we went to the Bonaventure nice. grave, uh, grave st- or cemetery tour or whatever, mm-hmm. and she said that nobody, even if they, that nobody took the people out when the bells rang. It's mm. true. It's one true. The, one of the problems with the because bells... Because they couldn't really hear it because it was so quiet. And, and right. yeah, you know, if you're in the middle of the night ringing a bell, uh, but also wind made yeah. the bells oh, go off. True. And so... In early instances of the of the bells, they did dig them up, right? And they were still gone. But they were gone, and it was because, like I think like, the bell was too light, right? And the wind was because them one rain. of the symptoms for the yellow fever was death or coma. Coma, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't know what a coma was then, from what I was hearing, and boom, mm-hmm. they That's buried what a wake them was. alive. A lot of people don't realize that a wake, right? Literally named a wake was a period of time when they just were in case. Yeah. yeah. Because there have been enough instances where people you, were buried they, alive or where they sat up at their funeral. And I'm pretty or, sure they had, like, one of those where you squeeze. Yeah. Uh, like, blood pressure oh, pump. Oh, sure. You could have seen. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> even even in today's medical science, there are people who go into such deep states that their yeah. heartbeat's slow mm-hmm. to near, you know, uh, but, nothing or hardly yeah. registered, um, and and even on like an EKG, a single beep could have been an right. electric impulse driving through the nerves. Could have been anything yeah. like that. So so there are weird stories of the body people, does yeah. weird things. It yeah. does. The body's a strange beast. And we're not saying that rigor mortis isn't a thing where you know people pop up suddenly because that right. does happen. But it, it did happen a lot with funerals, and that was also why the wake oftentimes happened in the home. Right. Um, because they're like, well, if they wake up, at least they're at home. Yeah. Right. You know. Exactly. Um, and the Victorians especially were so superstitious too. So it's you can do a whole deep dive into all of the the fun well, funeral rituals. And it's fascinating because as society grew, the concept of keeping a body around longer before burial because it used to be bury it before sundown. Mm-hmm. Bury it, you know, if somebody dies, you bury them right away because there are a lot of scavenger animals. There are a lot true. of scary things that'll come and chew on your loved ones. So. The whole reason we bury them in the first place is because it's strangely disrespectful to let a bunch of animals, you know. Yeah. Although I think 
it's the most natural thing. Right. To do. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, well, technically, I would kind of prefer, you know, the earth to consume my body, at least. If well, we I become was... obsessed with the body. Yeah, you know. My mom said that she doesn't want to get buried because she doesn't want creepy crawlies going <laughs> crawling in every crevice of her body and stuff she'd prefer to be cremated sure that Absolutely. was the re- which is a valid reason yeah, yeah it's very valid that was the reason why my grandmother is in a drawer um she, <laughs> <laughs> she hated dirt she did not like it um and so she is in a very nice air-conditioned <laughs> wall well as long as she's comfortable that's, that's she's very right. comfortable she's got a nice window she's got all the things but yeah it's true and I, I love hearing people's thoughts on like how they would like to be buried because there's so many differing opinions like oh, sure. especially yeah. nowadays people like want to become trees they want to become diamonds they want to become like all these things and i'd like to be a tree I think. Yeah, that's that's how my mom. Just a tree growing out of your grave. Yeah. Well, they started making these cool. little pods. Yes. That they'll put your body in with a with a sapling, and then the, the tree will grow. I like the tree growing out of your grave better. Well, you know, if you go to <laughs> enough somebody, cemeteries, you'll see that. Oh, yes. I know. There's, there's plenty of cemeteries. Gr- yeah. her plants a tree seed right there, right. and it just it's, covers your gra- your uh, gravestone. Yeah. Yes. I, even in classic folklore because there's a lot of fairy yeah. tales where you know the tears tales, of, of the person of grows the seed into a beautiful tree yes. or the grave of, of you know a loved one i think the cinderella story has a i think so maybe uh, there's a version the actual like the brothers grim version maybe yeah, yeah. yes because it was a it was the tree itself you want to hear something everything. about cinderella i do yes. always all right <laughs> so you know how the stepsisters don't fit the shoe. Oh, yes. Well, in the Brothers Grimm version, they actually cut off their skin to where they yep. can fit the shoe. One uh. sister lost her heel and the other lost her toe. I yep. love that. To where they can fit the shoe and marry the prince. I love that. I actually have a Brothers Grimm wallet because I love My mom their had stories. a Brothers Grimm, Grimm coloring book. That's amazing. I have... I got it from Walmart. I have a coloring book that has a whole bunch of like different scary stuff or whatever. Oh, there you go. Good on you, Walmart. Um, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Serving up the spooky. Yes. The, uh, Anything scary, I'm in for. Yeah, exactly. So it was only like $11. That's perfect. Right. I mean, it's cheap too. So So you can color all your scary images. and For cheap. For, and- che- <laughs> for cheap. That's the important one. <laughs> and with the, the idea of um, plants coming out of cemeteries, it's funny actually that that comes up because JT and I just literally a couple days ago when we were leaving Hawaii because mm-hmm. we just got back yesterday. And when we were driving to the airport, we went by the cemetery that was so gnarly looking. Like, it was so haunted, um, very sacred. So that's a whole different story. But the point is, is basically there were so many plants growing out of these tombs and um, headstones. It was so, like, you wouldn't even be able to walk on it if you wanted to. And I think... That when you have a very sacred area like that, or the rituals are so intense, it makes sense that there's so much folklore around sure. these plants growing out of it. Because I think that was the intention is that these people were going to eventually return back to the earth because yes. it was very natural <laughs> looking. Um, with 
forgot what I was about to say. That's okay. <laughs> the um, if, while you're thinking about it, I'll I'll continue <laughs> talking for you. Um, so with that too, especially it was super interesting because of the fact that. Um, pretty much the whole cemetery had massive signs. We were uh, actually going to pull over there to do an Estes method and film it for the para junkies. But as soon as we pulled up, I was like, uh, I got to get my mom to get me on there. Yes. Yeah. You got to just notice my name. I love it. (laughs) And the, um, and so like when we pulled over, I immediately just got this feeling like, oh, no, 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 no. We are not supposed to be here. Like I, I and I've been in a lot of cemeteries at this point and I had never felt that like gut nodding yeah. sensation where I was like, it, it was a very stern energy from the spirits. The YouTubers Maggie and Amanda, mm-hmm. Amanda, she's a medium. She can see them and stuff. And whenever they were in, like, the concert hall of the Stanley Hotel, mm-hmm. um, they saw, or she felt, like, that pit in her stomach, like, I don't think we should be here type feeling. And where the Stanley Hotel is is where they made the Estes, or where the Estes Method was mm-hmm. originally made in mm-hmm. Estes, Colorado. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, it was, it was designed for an investigation at yes. the Stanley Hotel. And it's very effective, as y'all know, at, oh, at this yeah. point, which if you are not a parrot junkie, you really should consider becoming yeah. one just to watch the Essie's method that we did at Judd Trail. You should just get into liking the paranormal. Yes. At that point. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we did an Essie's method there and it was so, I don't know why we are getting spoiled with our Essie's <laughs> methods because the ghosts have been very, very communicative, but we were getting such direct responses to yeah. it. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And the person with the headphones on can't hear anything besides static or when they talk because they, with the spirit box, it switches in between different radio stations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can pick an, pick out which is like the which is a little girl a man or a female oh yeah or even a little boy which is the most alarming thing about the spirit box is (laughs) is when you start to hear a voice that is repetitive and because you're scanning radio stations up and down so when you start to recognize a voice and it's coming through and you're it's like Okay, so that's not just like snippets of a DJ speaking. It's no. not just snippets of some it's broadcast. It's like the actual something, person. Right, something is, is manufacturing, you know, a sound From using From the YouTubers saying I'm going to be, I'm just shouting out a whole bunch yeah, of Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Reason. Go for it. Um, They did one at the Hellfire Club, oh. and it was right in, like, right in front of those tunnels. Um, And right in front of the tunnels, they kept hearing, or one of the I'm pretty sure it was Colby, um, with the headphones on and stuff, they were asking questions and they did not want to talk to him. They wanted to just talk to the girls. Well, a lot of the spirits were more into the females, especially with all the other places and stuff. So they wouldn't talk to Sam. They would talk through Colby, but only talk to the females. Mm -hmm. Same with the cowboy in room 428 in Stanley Hotel. And, well, and that'll happen sometimes. You'll you'll notice um, certain people give off different energy. Yeah, that... and they're more attracted towards, like, most of the males, at least, are more attracted to females. And mm-hmm. some of the women, even, that have been tortured by the males, like the females more because they're scared of the males. Exactly. 
And I think that also leans into the idea that um, women tend to be more sensitive too. And I think a lot of times it assists when you're doing a experiment in that way because Mm -hmm. of the fact that it takes a little bit less energy for the spirit. So it's going to, and also um, it's, I find that a lot of men in the paranormal scene are very aggressive. Yes. And that's not necessarily the way you want to go about it because nobody like people don't comprehend enough that spirits a lot of spirits not all of them but a lot of spirits were people majority of them (laughs) right were people at one point and nobody wants to be yelled at even as a spirit so and like gets like you'll find that uh the more aggressive you are the more aggressive the response Mm -hmm. yes and that exactly that is not indicative of a haunting that is indicative of them being like the energy is going yeah. back and forth, right? And they use energy from like cameras mm-hmm. and phones to tell you if you ask them to show themselves, they will. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But they use the energy from your energy, your phone, your camera energy, any of that, and show themselves to you. Right, right. which is why, like, three people with, uh, you know, one camera passed between them. Yeah. Only one person is going to get that shot. Because the spirit is responding not just exactly. to the, the equipment, but to who's holding the equipment. Exactly. And, sure. uh, you know, it's, it's a fascinating. A lot of, like, different things I've watched on, like, YouTube or whatever, even Ghost Adventures, um, they, their cameras are fully charged once they walk in, but halfway through the thing... It shuts off and it's mm-hmm. dead, and they have to go and run and grab a different battery or something. Oh, yeah, J- we've had that happen. So JT many knows times. about that. <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> that happens a lot because they're using their energy. Mm-hmm. Well, electricity being like one of the most uh, uh, easily digestible energies for a spirit. Um, uh, there's a, a long-going theory that I've had that uh, that's why theaters are oftentimes right. haunted mm-hmm. is because those big lights are drawing so much electricity that it's it's just a smorgasbord. You know? It's true. I got a question for yes. you too. Absolutely. Has there been any like major like spirit showing themselves to you while you guys are recording, and like how? <laughs> Like recording these episodes yes. or, oh yeah. So when we used to, we used to record in this <laughs> yeah. Bay area, uh, we definitely had lots of instances of like the big doors in the back swinging mm-hmm. open, uh, sounds, uh, lots of times it's like scraping sounds, like something's moving, footfalls. Right. Uh, I don't see things. Um, she does. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and what she sees is oftentimes uh, incidental to what we're, yeah. we're what, what's yeah. happening uh, because this is just a high trafficked area plus you know she's a lightning bolt for, I mean, a, yeah. lightning, a lightning rod for for it's ghosts true. uh so you know uh it's very likely that uh, a lot of ghosts are just following her around because they are like oh she'll see us mm-hmm. yeah. so it's not always going to be here but i've definitely had like moments of uh where you notice feels, something yeah, and- <laughs> that mm-hmm. feels off there's that that something's behind us haven't had in this room yet because the wall is right here 
And if there's a ghost behind me, they're really close. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you never know, though, yeah. too. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I haven't felt it yet, so. I well, mean, just yeah. <laughs> let me look. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, is we've caught so many things happening on camera. Yeah. Like, so many people have sent us things where they're like, oh, at this time stamp, you know, it's this right. in the background or whatever. But I've seen so many spirits pop up when we're talking about spirits. Um and a lot of times it happens with people who come in. We had right. one woman come in and we were talking about the Atwells because right. um, there was a, we suddenly, we were talking about the equipment and suddenly mm -hmm. it became an investigation. Right, because we were turning all the equipment on and listening to. And all of a sudden the, the Atwell name kept coming through and all of that. And when this woman came in, she's, from a long line of Savannians yeah. and Atwell is a Georgia family and all that. And as soon as she came in, I saw this man standing over in the corner who had this big handlebar mustache and I'd never seen him before here. And I was like, Oh, he must be Atwell because right. he's, Cause they were, were, I mean, it's a whole Beetlejuice thing. Say <laughs> it is th three times or more and they show up. <laughs> right. Well, and he's not the only one. I mean, we, I've seen this, our resident spirits that right. have come through here plenty of times while we're filming. Um, I call one of them the gray lady because have you seen Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, Rowena Ravenclaw's daughter. Uh -huh. Yeah. She looks like her. Okay. And so that was basically my, the way I could describe her the yeah. best. And valid reason. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've seen her while we we're filming. Um, there's a couple spirits. There's like a shapeshifter one that shows up every once in a while. He's a lot. Um, and so, well, have you seen him as, Oh gosh. Um, well, I've seen him he mimics a lot. Doesn't he, he's a mimic for yeah. the most part. Um, the weirdest one was we have an actor named Bill who, mm -hmm. um, he often, he's an older man. So, um, a lot of times he would leave early during yeah. the shows after his parts finished so he could get home. And, uh, when I was sitting on the trolley one evening with the, uh, with the driver, we were sitting there and we see Bill come out and walk towards the front of the building and so we're like oh he must be getting ready to leave like seems a little early for him to leave but whatever you know they must have finished already and so um the weird part was is that a few minutes later we saw bill walk out the front door again and we're like hold on how did you <laughs> hold on how did you just we're like bill did you just walk to the front of the building he's like no i just came out and i'm like okay well that's the mimic yeah um so I've seen him as Bill. Um, <laughs> I've seen him. Um, didn't Khalif run into it uh, yes. imitating the hag? Yes. Oh, wow. Was it as like your actor? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're literally doing the hag back, you know, mirroring. Well, and Maybe it was just trying to freak out the yeah, it I was. That's what, exactly what's happening. <laughs> well, because Leafy is was not really that big of a believer in the paranormal. Right. Like, he didn't it not believe, but he wasn't, like, super... You know, you you know. And not in any rush to find out. Exactly. <laughs> and so, basically, it can be creepy when it you is. like find out for the first time or whatever. It it was really freaky for him because he came out, and during the show, there's a part where the hag basically gets trapped, and yeah. they're not allowed to move. So he would. They try to get out, but they can't really exactly get out because they have to act like they're. 
trapped. Exactly. And that was when he felt the hag coming up on him. And it looked exactly like him. And it was freaking him out because he couldn't move. Is it the same actor that the was the no, last night? So that was a different actor. He has not experienced the mimic yet. Um, oh, it's going to well, be fun if he does. Somebody has seen uh, White Nightgown. Yes. You know, someone in a white nightgown, which is also a character. That was JT. Um, yeah, JT saw, and he thought it was our set designer and maybe, cause they played pranks on each other. Yeah. So he thought that maybe Shelby had like thrown on the Mary gown yeah. and was like trying to creep him out. But Shelby was like, no, why would it wasn't though. <laughs> like she, she, <laughs> it was not JT said, it, I still think it was her, but. And that's how people rationalize to keep from going insane. Yeah. But I have also seen an entity in the demon room that I think is really freaky because it's a very dark, almost Mary's like. Room. Yeah. Well, that the, it's called demon room for the scene, but also yeah. because this thing is horrifying. Um, it's literally darker than dark, kind of like that's the best way I can explain it. Like it looks like the devil kind of yeah and it has red eyes which is that's freaky it's really horrifying and i think one of our former actors actually brought this entity because she had mentioned um that her uncle saw this entity around her and suddenly it stuck around here sure. and probably so, because it felt like it was welcomed or whatever mm-hmm. well yeah because and of mainly like the scenes and stuff exactly it's true that you guys exactly. have done and like the quote unquote murder. Yeah. Well, we're the perfect breeding ground for, (laughs) well, and spirits are looking for places where they're accepted, you know, and they're kind of celebrated here. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of loneliness to the idea. And that's why I felt like it was welcomed and Mm -hmm. things like that. So exactly. Have, so have you ever been on a paranormal investigation? I wish not like professionally or whatever, but I've, heard like things around my house i don't have any equipment i need equipment though i so want it um but i've heard like random things around the house when i'm the only one home or and one of the cats down outside and my dogs are laying in my bed or my mom's in the kitchen i hear stuff going upstairs like scattered running Mm -hmm. or when, like I said, the cat's outside and the dogs are mine or my sister's room. And then I just randomly keep hearing stuff. I mean, it, honestly, I know everybody loves to talk about all the ghost hunting equipment, but I personally am a believer that your senses are the best yes. tools in an investigation. You know, um, because that is what the heebie-jeebies are. The main yes. thing that I want, though, ghost hunting tool. One of the best ghost hunting, or two of the best, I should say, two of the best ghost hunting tools are a flashlight that have like the turn knob. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. At you can get at Home Depot, mm-hmm. or a cat ball. Yes, yeah. the cat balls. Cat balls have have been very useful for us. Yeah, <laughs> REM pods are pretty good too, but you just can't get too close to them. Oh, uh, our REM pod is it has has been going nuts the last few. That means there might be something going right into well, them. That was just it. Uh, we got to the point where it's like, oh, maybe we should change the batteries because it was yeah. that yeah. active. It was so active that it was like, no, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> well, and the cat balls too yeah. were were just going insane. Um, and we with the cat balls though, you gotta like sit there and stop, right? And or like 
go and move it or something and and even like so, micro movements don't move it as much as you it's true. Yeah. trigger it as much as you think because we we, we would try but to replicate it we we like, it does yeah yeah, yeah. Something especially is with it off. as much energy as they can take from you yeah that tells you how much energy is you know being used it's true yeah the um the cat balls are one of our favorite tools especially when we're dealing with like younger children yeah. spirits it's just so much easier and they comprehend it more um so right if a spirit died in the 1800s pointing to an electric box is, is it's not, like what yeah. <laughs> go over to that uh, lit up shiny cylinder yes <laughs> scary scary electric box yeah. yes <laughs> well Perfect spot well robin thank you so much for joining us today it has just been so much fun to talk to you and it was fun being on it yes you are going to be such a good paranormal investigator <laughs> i'm true. super excited Absolutely. to hear about all the experiences and stories that you eventually will bring about and yeah. please keep in contact with us because yes we will love to hear more of your stories <laughs> Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us under Haunted City Podcasts under all of the things, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. Um, also, if you are looking for spooky jewelry, uh, I do sell all the handmade um, spell jars and stuff like that. So you can check that out at countrywitchco.com. And with that, though... My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.